Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. going to do things a little different today. We're going to focus on relationships and control over money over the next couple of shows. In fact, should couples have a joint account? That's my big question for you today. You know, a joint account makes it easy to track and pay expenses, right? Whether it's your mortgage, your car payments, your groceries, it can also give you greater access to features that an individual account may not because presumably with both of you contributing, there's more in that account that can meet a certain minimum amount that could give you an account with more access features to it. As co-owners, you'll also both be able to access and withdraw funds without the other's permission. So I guess the heart of the question today is, does a joint account help form the bedrock of trust between a couple or is it just not a good idea for other couples? What do you think? Should couples have a joint account? That's my question for you today. My guest wears many hats in the community. He's been a solemnizer for more than 15 years. So he's been part of the happy day for more than 200 couples. He also has over 20 years experience in mediating disputes. So the very other side of the coin. He's vice president of International Institute of Mediators. And he's part of a community of volunteers that celebrates families, families for life. Now, when it comes to finance, he has over 20 years of experience in the field. In fact, his day job is director for Simcoc. Sim, Syncorp International. That's a consultancy that helps SMEs grow their presence in Asian markets. Mr. P. Tirunel Karasu, welcome to the show. It's a great pleasure to speak with you. Yeah, morning, Michelle. Very happy to be here with you. And you're here to share with us your thoughts on whether or not a couple should share a joint account. It's a big discussion. Um, I guess it depends on what kind of couples you're talking about, you know, couples that are unmarried, couples that are are married. First of all, your headline, what do you think? Should couples have a joint bank account? For me personally, yes, it's good, healthier to have a joint account. I have been married for more than 30 years ah. and I have joint account with my wife. But in addition to it, I also before that I had joint accounts with my parents and also now I have joint account with my children. So these days joint account is have its purpose. Basically, from the start, we need to know very clearly why we want to have this joint account mm-hmm. and with whom. I think this is very, very clear. Once you are clear about that, I think we can proceed with the joint account. Now here we are talking about couples. Yes. When couples, you see, we are focusing today is couples. Today, uh, in the couples, in their day-to-day life, finance becomes one of a very important criteria in their relationship. Mm-hmm. From the start, from the day one, they need to be very clear and open conversation about discussing about finances because each of us come from a different lifestyle, different background. We look at finances in a very different way. So we can't really understand what the other parties wants and needs and how their pattern of spending. So this needs a lot of open com- uh, communication to understand each other and then decide of proceeding. Some couples have one joint account. Some couples even have more than one joint account, frankly speaking, because one, some, they keep it purely for a particular purpose. Mm. 
mm-hmm. like a current account to just pay on um, their day-to-day expenses uh, for marketing, provision and everything else. They have another account. They focus on savings and let's say even investments into debt. Then, then they have another account for all their gyro payments, monthly fixed expenses. Every month they draw X amount, they bank into that account. So according to the couple's needs, they have this account. Some other couples, what they do is they have both. They have single accounts, they have couple accounts. The couple account for joint expenses for the family, uh, month to month, they put aside so many percentage. They might not earn the same income, so they have a percentage. They work out a certain percentage. Mm. Base your income, 50% or 60%, you know, you put into that. I will put in my side, you know, 60% of my. So the formula which is workable for both of them. So I can't say that one size fits all, but yeah. it's according to the uh, needs. So it might work for some, might not work for others though, right? <laughs> <laughs> but 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 frankly speaking, uh, when coming to have a joint account, actually it, it enhances their relationship. And there is a lot of um, transparencies in their dealings. And that gives them, their, you know, it enhances their relationship over a period of time. And then one might be not, very observant about how the pattern of uh, uh, bills they are paying or the expenses are paying. The other might be actually very, very focused. So they're able to encourage and guide the other party. If we take this suit, it might not be very healthy. We should cut down here or we should improve here. You know, the mm, kind of a discussion mm-hmm. uh, can take place. What do you think it's a good idea for a joint account for unmarried couples versus married couples? Or is this something that, you know, once you have the foundation of marriage... It's it, you know it's something that you should have in place perhaps before opening a bank yeah, account or yeah. do you think no it's fine you know it can be used as a great tool before marriage as well. No, it's it's again it is a relationship of the couple who's not even married but they are into a relationship and they think they want to start a family mm. but in a certain period they want to plan for their weddings you know things like that and then they want to put aside a certain amount of money then they have to get into a, this discussion about understanding each other. What is the purpose again and how much they want to save and uh, what percentage they want to save and what is the understanding of uh, withdrawal using that money for what purposes? All these must be very clearly uh, understood between the couple, even though they are not married. And that will become healthy. Otherwise, it will also lead to a lot of misunderstanding end of the day when one party, you know, use it, that, uh, that amount for different purposes and without the agreement, the other party then that leads to some misunderstandings. Yes. How can we make it easier for couples to communicate about their expectations on money, do you think? Well, because in today's context, we discuss a lot of things, but we also need to discuss our sensitive issues about how I've been using my income. Basically, if I draw X amount of salary, in this X amount, how much is what I want to use about uh, for my investment, for my future and what is my current? Because some people have a lot of, uh, they, they spend a bit uh, lavishly on a certain certain things for them. Uh, entertainment is important. Having a nice meal at a nice expensive restaurant is important. But the other spouse or party might not be very much keen into that. Oh, we can have uh, parties where we can spend lavishly, but so much we can spend a month. So this kind of understanding, you know, they must have how much they want to spend on certain things. This must be very clear from the start. Mm. Otherwise, what happens, one party can be very lavish and the other is very, very careful about how the money is spent. Then that will cause a lot of misunderstanding in the couples. 
What happens to a joint account if a couple break up, they divorce? Ah, this is the disadvantage. When they break off or they, they both want to find a separate ways, then they need to agree on the terms, how they want to, how much money is there and what is the percentages you have contributed and how they want to withdraw. And that creates a bit of strain there itself. One is, of course, when someone passes on, you know, they are no more around, and then the other party takes on the entire whatever left behind. But here, when there's a strain relationship, then it becomes an issue. They have to deal with it, how they want to go in, you know, mm-hmm. take out whatever balance, bank, bank balance. Of course, again, you have to sit down and communicate with each other how much money is inside there, how you want to go about doing it. Otherwise, it becomes a tussle. When we won't get into the legal specifics, but should one part, you know, one person in the couple pass on, is it automatic that the joint account falls under the ambit of the living partner? Yeah, most most of the times it is because if it's a joint account, the other party gets gets the entire thing. Okay, so the balance, the bank balance. That's no not, difficulty that's not there. A big issue about that. That's why need. But the only problem here is when this is a strained relationship, or along the line they decide to go on a separate ways, and then it's a challenge. Yeah, Mr. Tiru, you you've been part of a couple. You've been married for thirty years. Congratulations, first of all. Uh, did you make it very clear that you needed to talk about money and finances before entering the marriage, or was this something that you just build on along the way? No, no. I, I think to be very frank, I built it along the way, and mm-hmm. initially, you know. Uh, as a typical uh, family, the breadwinner of the family, you decide to spend, you know, for the family without even asking from my spouse how much she's drawing, how much she can contribute that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I did not went into that. But over a period of time, then we decided to, you know, have a joint account, you know, and then use it for particular purposes. And we start improving on it. What percentage go for investment? What percentage goes for children's education or maybe we should open a separate account for our children you know and then uh, put that money for their investments for their education so all that along the line keep on improving as lives pass by i think but it's so great youngsters yeah. are much more clear very crystal clear they believe in financial planning mm-hmm. they look things very differently they start planning from day one you know so I think that, that I, I also look at the young couples today, they are far more advanced than what we think about. Yeah, I think it gives you a great um, tool to be mm-hmm. very aware of as a couple where your money mm-hmm. is going and, you know, of your joint goals, as you say, you know, how far you are and how close you are to reaching your goals. I also think it's interesting that you have joint accounts with your, your children. Can you give us some examples of, you know, what the goals are there that, you know, families listening in can think of maybe replicating? No, you see, for, for a start, if uh, my, when my daughter was uh, already in the secondary school, I, I, I told her, okay, every month or every year I'm putting so much money into your account. This money is for your tertiary uh, studies. So this will be, you do not worry about it. The money is there until you finish your tertiary, tertiary education. Mm. So I told her the specific purpose, this money for what purposes? So she knows from the day one we are, we are saving. So by the time she's ready to apply to the uni, she already has enough money to finish her four years um, university education, or maybe even more than that. When she calculated what is the tuition fee per, uh, per year and she calculated over four years, she decided, hey, I have so much money, that is sufficient. In addition, even for the pocket money, I said, okay, from here, how much you can draw the pocket money for a month? Let's have this understanding. How much do you need? So we tell her, oh, you can be able to manage with this amount of money. 
So it gives a sense of responsibility for them. Mm-hmm. Then they feel that money is not sufficient. They work on it. But we don't put excessive money into the account. We put it just nice for them, education, not to too much worry about or how to look for the finances. We want to make sure they have peace of mind on that purposes. And as a husband and wife, we need not worry about, oh, when she go to university, what happens? We need to mortgage this or we need to take an education loan or whatever. Mm. So we need to be very clear about that, that if you have a two-child or a three-child, how much you want and what percentage. Some of us, of course, will not be able to do uh, enough money for all the four years education, maybe for first start a year's education, we yeah. put aside that much. Mm-hmm, and because mm-hmm. the situation varies according to the family, right? Absolutely. But, you know, I also have to ask you, you've also had experience mediating disputes. Is money or have joint accounts been a thorny area in your experience? I think that comes in because they are not communicating enough, you know, and they are not they are not very comfortable of discussing about their lifestyle, their pattern of their spending, the kind of uh, income they're earning and the, the, the pattern. Because before marriage, you know, a certain lifestyle of spending their money. But after marriages, now you have a partner and you need to discuss with your partner, at least be honest and transparent with your partner about what kind of lifestyle you're having, why you're spending this kind of fun. Then the partner understands you, you see. Well, it sounds like there's a lot to think about. You've given us a lot of good insights, Mr. Tirunel. Thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah, sure. Mr. P. Tirunel Karasu is a member of Families for Life, a community of volunteers that help strengthen families. And he wears many, many hats. He's also director of Simcorp International, joining me this morning in Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.